what is in your heart? What is in your heart? What is in my heart? And that's the question I have to continue to ask. What is in my heart? And you have to ask that, I hope. What is in your heart? That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to start in Deuteronomy chapter 8. Let's go there. This message speaks to every generation. It speaks to the children, the junior hires. It speaks to the senior hires. It speaks to the college students, grad students, the moms, the dads, the singles, grandparents. It speaks to everyone because I believe that this message can change your life from what it is today more to what God wants it to be tomorrow. I believe that we should be about changing. And the question will be, God, what are you doing to change us? How do you change us? I want to know you. That's what I want to do. So as we start in Deuteronomy chapter 8, we're going to go in verse 1 and just talk about a few things. And you can, if you have your Bible, you can mark it up. You can, uh, if you don't, follow on the PowerPoint on the screen. And also you can go back to your Bible or your notes on your notepad or, or your computer and make some notes as the weeks go by. What I'm saying, this is how God dealt with Israel. This is how God deals with us in similar ways. Not the same, but similar. All of the commandments that I'm commanding you today shall be, you shall carefully do them, and you may live, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to give to your forefathers. You shall remember all the way in which the Lord your God led you in the wilderness these 40 years that he may do some things. Now, since he led them, he's explaining to them what happened as he was doing this. And so I wanted to glean from this. This is exciting to me because I said, God, this is, this is some good stuff. So I can learn how you flow and move and deal with me. I can, I can, I can understand what you're doing more in my life and in the lives of others as I uh, study what you did in the life of the Israelites. You said that you led them in this 40 years, those 40 years in the wilderness, that you may humble them. So the first thing I wrote in my Bible is a number one, that God is going to humble me. That is very important to God because he told them he was leading them to humble them. He said also, I'm going to test you. He said, I'm going to test you so that you'll know what's in your heart. Now, God already knows what's in our heart. You know that. So what does he mean that he may know what's in our heart? I believe that, that he means that, what, that we may know what's in our heart. Because sometimes we don't know what's in our hearts. That, and also, he said, well, uh, I want you to know what's in your heart and whether you're going to keep my commandments or not. Sometimes we believe that we can do the will of God and we have a heart to do the will of God and we have the will to do the will of God. We can do it and we just tell God, hey, I can do this. I can do this. But see, he knows the things that's in our heart that will keep us from doing some of the things we even want to do and we even try to do, but we fall short of doing. 
So I said, okay, God, I want, I want to know that. I want to know what's in there, so reveal it to me. Number three, he says, let's go, keep going down. He humbled you and he led you and let you go hungry and fed you with manna that you may, that you didn't, that you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he may make you understand. Oh, oh, he might make us understand. Understand what, Lord? What were you trying to make them understand? That man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. So I said, okay, I know that you're going to, you, you want to humble me. I don't think I have any pride, but you can go on and try if you want to to humble me. And now, how many of you have said that? Yeah. You know, I don't have pride, you see. We know we all have pride, don't we? If we've been, if we've been saved longer than a day. We know, <laughs> we know we have pride. So we know that he's going to try to humble us. We know that. He's going to do that. We know that he's going to test us. He's going to try us. He's going to test us. We know that because that's what he did to them. So they'll know what's in their heart, whether they're going to keep the commandments of the Lord. And he also wanted them to understand that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord, right? So I said, okay, God, how does that, how does that relate to me? Because um, you're not feeding me with manna. You're not doing that today. So how can I do that? How can I apply that to my life? One of the applications would be, well, do I really live by what God says? That's every word that proceeds up. Do I really live by that? Do I really, really understand that I don't live by my occupation? Do I really understand that my life is not my marriage? I don't live by my marriage. Do I understand I don't live by my children? Do I understand I don't, I don't live by really eating? That's part of my physical life, but that's not, man does not live alone, you know, bread alone. So that means that even what I eat, what I drink, what I, even the air that I breathe, I don't live alone by the air I breathe. I live by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord. I don't live by my recreation. I don't live for my friends. See, all these things can take places above God. Do you understand that? You've seen it. I mean, it doesn't happen in this church, but you've seen it, haven't you? Right? A lot of things take, take first place before God. We'll say in our mouth, God, you're number one. But what do we do? So what we need to do is say, God, I need to go through this process. You need to humble me. You need to test me so I know what's in my heart. And I want to, because I want to have understanding that I don't live by whatever these things are that you have given me. I know I have a responsibility for my life before you. I know I have a responsibility for my mate. I know I have a responsibility for my children. I know I have a responsibility for my occupation. I know I have a responsibility for the people that he surrounds me with. I know all those things. But that's not why I live. I live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. 
That's what he's telling us today. I'm not there yet, but that's where we are headed. Would you agree with that? That's where we're headed. Let's go a little further. We have humility, testing, so we know what's in our heart, and we have understanding that we don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. Let's look over in verse 5. Thus you are to know in your heart. See, God is about the heart thing. That's what he's about. He's about a heart thing. That the Lord your God was disciplining you. Just as a man disciplines his son. Therefore, you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways and fear him. That's okay, Lord. Now, I understand that discipline is not spankings. It's not, uh, you know, I had to run five laps around the church. I know it's not discipline, that discipline. But you are disciplining us because probably those in the military, I said, probably have that have been in the military or been in athletics, they would know what discipline is. Because discipline is just preparing you for what you have to do. So you have to get in shape. You have to do some things, right? Whether it be physically, whether it be mentally, you have to get in, in a condition to do those things. That's discipline. So they discipline you to do those things. Well, that's what God says he's going to do. He's going to discipline us that we may walk in his ways and we may fear him. So we have, through these verses now, how does God deal with us? Number one, we know that he's going to humble us. See, I don't want you to have any surprises of what God is doing because he's sharing with us. He's going to humble us. He's going to test us. And that testing is like proving. It's like trying. It's like all those type of things. He's going he's to test us so that we'll know what's in our heart, whether we'll keep his commandments or not. He will also uh, cause us to Understand that we must live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. And number four, he's going to discipline us, right? That we may walk in his ways. Let's look at another one. Let's look at um, five. Let's look at 16 here. Number five is that in the wilderness he fed you manna which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you, as the word again, humble you, and that he may test you. There's a word test again. He's saying it twice now. Why are you telling me twice that you're going to do these things? And you, you, you must think this thing is real serious here, of this humbling and testing. I thought it was just, a, uh, just on paper, but you're serious about this thing. You think God's serious about humbling us? You think he's good about, uh, serious about testing us? It says that, number six, number five, that he may do you good. That's what he's testing you for. That's what he's humbling you for. That's what he wants you to understand by, that you live by his word only because he wants to do you good in the end. That's what he's saying. I want to do you good in the end. Now, every parent, every parent knows that, and surely all, we all should know that because we all parented at one time or another, that our parents all to do the kids good. Is that correct? We want to do them good. We're not trying to just uh, uh, lord over them and be hard on them. Eat your greens. 
eat those greens. We're not trying to, you know, just force them to do something they don't want to do. We are trying to help them for their good. Is that correct? Right. <laughs> you are not going to get into dessert when you come over my house today. Why don't, sometimes you, you, don't, you don't give them dessert, you don't give them candy, you don't give them everything they want, do you? Why not? It's not for their good if they eat too much sweets. It's not for their good. Now, they might say, well, you don't like me. You don't, you know, you don't love me. And you say, well, sweetheart, I love you, uh, but I have to discipline you to eat correctly because as you grow older, uh, if you don't eat the right kind of foods, then you're going to uh, not be healthy. I'm healthy. I can outrun you. They, they might say anything, right? <laughs> they might say anything. <laughs> but you're trying to do them good, aren't you? Come on. Every parent, right? Every parent. God is doing the same thing with us. He's trying to do us good. So he says, I, I, I have to humble you because you don't understand uh, pride is going to put you in a place where I resist you, and I don't want to resist you. See, uh, I'm humble and meek, and I want you to be like me. You can't, you, you can't represent me if you are prideful and think you're all that. You can't do that. You're going to think you're better than other people. And isn't that what the enemy wants us to do? Think we're better than somebody else. He does it all the time, doesn't he? All over the world, he does it. Whether it's in religion, doesn't it? It can be the, the Protestant versus the Catholic. It can be all, all over the world. It's, it's somebody, they are against each other for whatever reason it is. I, I was looking at something. It was the Hutus versus the somebody else. You know, it, 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 these tribes and things. I mean, you got people who are, Satan tries to divide people, doesn't it? Right. And God says, you can't have pride because of you're in the O2 zone, or one zone, or three zone, or you're from the right tracks, right side of the tracks, wrong side of the tracks. You can't think you're something because we all are from God, aren't we? We all originated from Adam and Eve. Is that correct? All. And so therefore, what do we have to brag about because we are uh, more economical, well-off than somebody else? Right? No. We're from America. They might be from wherever. It doesn't matter, does it? No. But the enemy wants you to think that. So God says, I'm going to have to humble you to know that uh, we all are the same. We're all the same. And then I'm going to test you because you need to know what's in your heart because if you don't know, you're going to be thinking you're something, you're not something, and that's not going to work. you got to know that you got to live by my word. I'm just reviewing. You have to know that I'm going to discipline you, I'm going to train you, that I want to do you good. And the last one, let's look at our verse 18. But you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to make wealth that he may confirm his covenant which he swore to you by 
sort of your fathers as it is to this day. It shall come about if you ever forget the Lord your God and go after the gods and serve them and worship them. I testify against you today that you shall surely perish. In other words, he doesn't want us to say, like verse 17 says, otherwise you may say, in your heart is my power, by my strength of my hand, that I have uh, done these things. I've gotten this wealth. And see, sometimes when you're discipling people, that's what they'll do because they don't understand. You say, well, boy, wasn't God good? You know, he, he, he blessed you with this raise. You say, God didn't do anything. I was the one working, you know, uh, 20 hours a day. I was the one working uh, 70 hours a week. I was the one doing all this. I was the one who was uh, 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 buttering up to the, to the boss. I was the one who, who, who stayed after work all these hours and doing it. God didn't do anything, so I can't stand up. I can't give testimony that God did anything. Come on. And you're going to have to let them. It's not by your might. It's not by your power. Right? <laughs> it's by the Spirit of the Lord. If, if he would just take his breath from you, we'll see how much you do, how many hours you work. Yeah? I've been working a while. <laughs> yeah. It's only by his grace, isn't it? Okay. Now, now we, we've gone over what, how he was dealing with them. Let's see this heart thing we're talking about because you read in here that we, we, we're talking about the heart. Let's look and see what he's talking about, the heart. What do we mean by the heart? He wants us to know what's in our heart. What is in your heart? What is in your heart? What is in my heart? What's in your heart? Well, uh, basically the heart is your center of being, but more specifically, it's our mind. It's not just physical organ here with chambers and all these things valves it is not that he's talking about he's talking about our mind he's talking about our intellect he's talking about that which 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 uh have our desires the seat of our desires and and our impulses and those things like that that's what he's talking about our mind he wants us to know what's in there because that's where decisions decisions are made you make decisions in your mind. You make decisions with your will. You make decisions with your intellect. That's where the battle is in your mind. The enemy is coming against you in your mind. He might try to come at us physically and give us, you know, try to give us a, a, a heart problems, anything like that. But that's not what God is talking about. It's a mind game with Satan. It's a mind game with, with, with God. He said, I'm going to get the heart right so that you understand where we're coming from. That's what he means by that. By the heart. Now let's go to uh, to a little understanding. If we're not born again, if we're not born again, let's go to Jeremiah 17 and see what God says if we're not born again. Because we're talking about our heart now. We're talking about our heart. And so if if our heart is not what God wants it to be, then we're going to be in trouble. And what God wants to let us know is that you can't do anything, anything apart from him, even with that heart. He's going to have to do some things. So in verse, in, in verse 9 of uh, Jeremiah 17, it says, The heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately sick. Now the King James will say wicked. Who can know it? Who can understand it? Now, I believe that's true. 
for the unborn again person. I believe that's true. What do you believe? I don't believe we can do anything uh, but what he says. Uh, as far as um, our heart is concerned, because it's deceitful, uh, it's sick, it's wicked, we can do nothing. You remember a verse that says, foolishness, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the what rod of correction will drive it out. So uh, we know that still God is after the what? Heart. The heart. Even from a little child. The heart. The heart. And we know it's wicked, but verse 10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to give each man according to his ways, according to the results of his deeds. Now, we know before we were born again, let's turn over to Ezekiel 20, uh, 36, uh, verse 26. Even the, uh, when, we, when we were unsaved, we know we couldn't do anything. We know we'd try to be good, but we know goodness was not in us. Is that correct? Now that you're saved, I know you know that. Is that true? Uh, or did y'all think y'all were good even though you were unsaved? Don't believe what these mothers say with their prisoners. These prisoners, you know, the son killed 511 people. He has a good heart. <laughs> He just went astray. In Ezekiel 36, verse 26, it says, Moreover, I will give you, talking about the New Covenant now, talking about the New Testament, talking about what we're walking in, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you, and I will remove the heart of stone. And what we're talking about, the heart, that mind. See, some people are so hardened in their mind, they're not going to do anything. They can't do anything. And cause, he, he, look, this is what he said. He's going to give us a new flesh. He didn't say, I'll put my spirit within you. That's the Holy Spirit. And cause you, cause you to walk in my statutes. God says, this is a new, new, new covenant. I'm going to take the heart of stone out of you. I'm going to put a heart of flesh in you. Now this heart is, is right for the Holy Spirit to leave. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit, my spirit, and I'm going to cause you to walk in my statutes. That's good news. That should be good news for everybody. You see, because I don't have to be concerned. I can't do this, God. I can't, do, I can't walk. I can't walk in your ways, Lord. I just can't do it. No, you can walk in his ways because he says so, because the Holy Spirit is in us too cause us to walk in his way. Okay? He's going to sanctify us. It's a process, but he's going to bring us through. And that's exciting to me. Now, even though we have responsibility, is that correct? You have children, some of you. You love your children. They're going to be your heirs to, to all that you have. But they're going to have some responsibility. Is that correct? They have to have some responsibility. They, don't, they just don't, you know, just walk into this thing 
They got to have some responsibility. Otherwise, you'll put some, you'll put some stipulations in your will. If you know you have somebody that's going to waste your money, right? In your funds, you'll put some stipulations in this thing. So that's what God does. Let's look in Matthew, and let's see some of our responsibilities. Um, Matthew 12 is a good one to go to. Uh, in the King James Version, it says more than in us, any of the others. I think we want to go to verse 34. And uh, in there, it's, it's real, 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 real nice. It tells us some things. You know how some people will tell you what you want to hear? Well, let me tell you something. The Word of God says, he was talking to the Pharisees and everything. He said, you brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak what is good? For the mouth speaks out that which fills the heart. That's the New American Standard Version. The King James Version says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's what it says. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, what does it mean? You know, you can, that doesn't even sound true to the average person. Because you can say what somebody wants you to hear. But that's really not what he's talking about. What he's talking about is that when pressure comes, that's why God has a test. When pressure comes, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Huh. It will. It will. I know some of you have, have experienced that. Uh, at least you've heard of some people who have experienced some of those things, you know. Uh, where um, you thought a person, oh, they are so nice. Oh, they are so meek and quiet. And one time they don't know you're there. And you just go off on somebody. Yeah. And if you were a fly in people's walls, you will find out that people are not as nice as you think they are. They have a temper. If you squeeze them the wrong way, just push them the wrong way. Just push them the wrong way if you want to. And they will go off. I'm telling you. You see, that kind of pressure, that kind of test is what God is talking about. So you see what's in your heart. So you'll say, oh, my goodness gracious, what, where, where does that come from? Where does that come from? I, I, I did that. Um, it's been about two months ago. We were coming from the church or something. And uh, uh, I just got upset about something. And, and I just started hollering, I can't believe it. And uh, they were so quiet. She said, what, where, where does that come from? You know, Why'd you say that? I said, I don't know. I don't I, I didn't mean it, you know, to, I, 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 don't, I didn't mean it to harm, but I just, oh, my goodness gracious. That's probably never happened to you, so I'm, I'm trying to tell you how. <laughs> I'm just telling you how it happened to me. Um, and I, I, before God said, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. I'm supposed to be a child of God. I'm supposed to know this word of God. I'm supposed to teach this word of God. And here I, something... It would be nice for me to say, well, the devil did it, you know. It would be nice, you know, but that's not true. Uh, it's my flesh, and it's, it's, it's this mind that God's trying to say, you, you know, you thought 
you're okay. You thought that you'll never raise your voice again because, see, I used to do that before I was, before I was saved. I used to raise my voice, and, and uh, I was just a naughty fellow. Uh, and uh, I didn't always, I was not, not always a nice husband and a nice father. Uh, and I thought I'd gotten past that stage. Have y'all thought sometimes you gotten past the stage? I thought I got past that stage. And that, that was before I was saved. Now, even after I saved, it was the same situation uh, until God gradually, sanctification, sanctification, a little bit here, a little bit there. And I thought I got past. And then all of a sudden, this thing crop up. That tells you that, oh, my goodness. Thank you, God, for that test. Because the pressure that is put on gold will cause the dross to rise. Won't it? It'll cause something to rise. Huh? And thank you, God, because now I see it. Something is wrong. Something is wrong in here. I don't know what it is. Something is wrong. God, help me to get it right, because I never, ever want to do that again. You know I'll never do it with you. You'll never do it with me. Okay, the thing is that we do it to those close to us in the confines of our privacy. Okay. That's when you're work, walking out the word of God in your privacy, not here in the congregation. Okay, anybody can smile and be nice and say good things, right? So I say, okay, God, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. That's what you mean. That's why you're testing me. I have a responsibility to reprogram. I don't know much about computers, but I think you can reprogram them. Can you reprogram those things? Barbaric. Can you reprogram computers? No. Okay. Fine. Okay, now, let's say he gave us a new heart. Right? Heart of flesh took the heart of stone out. We have a responsibility to put some, some new stuff in there. Otherwise, this old stuff is still in there. No matter how much you want to fingers and, and go here, some, some things won't work because you don't have a program for it. So we had to put a different program in there. So that's what we have to do, and that's what he's saying in um, Matthew 15. Turn there, Matthew 15. Let, let's look there. Uh, oh, this is, this is a good one. This is a good one here. Uh, because we're talking about this heart now. We're talking about our mind, our will, our emotions. We're talking about that now. Uh, let's look at verse uh, 19 here, and, and we're going to look here and see what's in that heart, really, what God says, what God says. Peter in 15, I'm giving you a backdrop here. He said, explain this parable to us, and Jesus was saying, you know, do you not understand uh, that everything that goes into the mouth passes through the stomach and eliminated by the things that proceed out of the mouth come from the heart? Oh, everything that proceeds out of the mouth comes from the Heart. You know he's not talking about this physical organ. Okay? Everything that proceeds out of your mouth is a thought. Come from somewhere. Somewhere. Listen to say, Verse 19. For out of the heart, let's put it like this, out of the mind, your will, your emotions, your intellect, out of that come woo, evil thoughts. Oh. Murders. Adulterers. Fornications, thefts, false witness, slanders. 
he could have named and kept naming because it's all the same. Everything that we do that's wrong comes out of this mind, this will, this emotions. That's why he said you have a responsibility to renew this thing, to reprogram it, to do something with it. Otherwise, when you are squares the wrong way, something's going to come out that you don't want to come out. And the wrong person might hear you the right time. And what they thought you were, they know you're not. I want to, I want to be what you see here 24-7. If you wake me up at 3 in the morning, I want to be humble. I want to be compassionate. I want to be long-suffering. Wake somebody up at 3 o'clock in the morning if you want to and see, what, see that you get all that. Is that right? Yeah. Right. That, that's what I want to be. That's what I want to be. Right? Because Jesus will wake you up. You think he'll wake you up sometime? Yeah, he'll wake you up with a dream. He'll wake you up with a nudge, you know. Yeah, wake you up. Okay. We have something to do. Now, let me give you uh, a New Testament example of this. Let's look at uh, Matthew Matthew. Matthew 26. Because, see, you all don't believe me. You don't believe Let's look at Matthew 26. We're going to start at verse 31. You don't believe me. You believe that this is not a serious thing. You say, well, I, I, I don't, I've heard that message about and now at least a hundred times in my Christianity. Well, how many of you know it's not what you have heard? It's what you do with what you heard. Is that correct? And I'm telling you, this is important. This is important. You'll see when, when we read this now. You will see. Matthew 26, 31. New Testament. Then Jesus said to them, You will all fall away because of me this night. Wait a minute now. I wonder if he knows what's in their heart. Yes, he knows, doesn't he? He knows what's in their heart. They don't, but he does. For it is written, I will strike down the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered. Old Testament, uh, quoting the scripture of Jesus. Verse 32. But after I have raised, been raised, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Verse 33. Here comes, we say what people want us to hear. Okay, here's Peter. But Peter said to him, even though all may fall away because of you, I will never fall away. That sounds good, Peter. That's so sweet of you. I'm glad you're so faithful. Jesus said to him, truly, I say that you, to you, that this very night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Does Jesus know what's in his heart? Does Peter know what's in his heart? No, he doesn't know. Aren't you glad that you know that God's going to humble us, that he's going to test us so that he can show us what's in our heart? Right? 
that he's going to make us understand that we must live by every word that proceeds out of his mouth, that he's going to discipline us to do us good in the end, right? That's what he wants to do to Peter. He wants to do him good in the end, doesn't he? He doesn't want to embarrass Peter. He's not interested in, in uh, Peter being embarrassed. He's not interested in Peter falling. He's not interested in that. He's interested in his future. This man has to carry this thing. He has to carry this baton to another generation. I got to get him right. He has to know what's in his heart because if he doesn't, he's going to think that he's all that. Come on. Do we think we're all that sometimes? And so he said, let me show him this stuff here. Peter said to him, even if I have to die with you. Now, I know you said before the rooster crows, I'm going to deny you three times. Let me tell you something, Jesus, because you don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand who I am here, man. Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. Do you hear me, Jesus? This me you, man. I got your back. Come on, right? Come on. <laughs> One of the, the thing is that everybody talk about Peter, but the next part of that verse said, all the disciples said the same thing. So Peter was not by himself. And I'm telling you, all of us could fall in that same situation. And I don't want us to really be saying what Jesus wants us to hear. Yes, I love you. Oh, I love you. Oh, that was a pretty song, wasn't it? Oh, how I love you. Isn't it? Pretty song. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Right? That's what he said. We haven't, we haven't arrived yet, have we? We think we have, though, because we don't know what's in our heart. And I'm saying, hey, God, we got to know what's in our heart. The rest of the story we know about Peter. Is that correct? And the rest of them. We know the rest of the story. So what are we going to do then? How can we apply this thing today? Because I really wasn't going to give this message today. I had, a, I had another one to give two weeks ago, and I haven't been able to get this thing yet. And... Um, because uh, I wasn't even, really, I'm serious. Last Sunday after, the, after, after we finished, I said, well, you know what? Man, I got, I got an easy street this week because I already had a message because I didn't get to it this week, so I already got this thing. I mean, I mean it's marked in my body. I got this thing. I said, I don't even need to pray about this. I got it. <laughs> oh, boy. That's not a good thing to say, is it? I don't need to pray about that, you know. Uh, I know, how, I know how he leads. David's already been through that. No. So I said, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pray in anyway, just to, just to let him know that I'm still, <laughs> I'm still with you. God, you know, I reverence you. I'm still with you. He changed the whole thing. So, man. You know? And then to make matters worse, I met with Jack Friday, and then he was telling me all this good stuff. And, I, and, and he said, man, it, you know, uh, you understand this, what's in our heart, you know? Jack, wait a minute. Did you get my notes? I haven't put it on the website yet, you know? I haven't given it yet. He, he was just, really? Isn't it good that God speaks to all of us, doesn't it? Yeah. All of us. 
So I said, well, God, what must we do? Let's look at, look at um, let's end up in, in, in Psalm. That's a good place to end. Uh, well, let's go to Proverbs first. I, I'd rather do the Proverbs first because Proverbs is a good one. It sets up the Psalm. Proverbs, let's go to Proverbs 4, verse 20. Let's go there because that's a good one right there. It, it's, it's telling, what must we do? What must we do then, Lord? And I, I know you're going to test us. I know we have responsibility. What responsibility can I take from this place this day and I'll be better off than I was before I came? What can I do? Listen to what it says. Uh, Proverbs 4, verse 20. We're going to go down to probably about 23. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Now, all he's telling them, tell them now, what he did, did he tell them in Deuteronomy the same thing? Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord. So he said that if you know that today, Cornerstone, you're going to give attention to my words. You're going to make sure that your ear is inclined to hear the word of God, and, and you're going to keep it, these, these words in your sight every single day, every single day. People sometimes want to say, man, don't you ever have another message? Don't you ever like to do anything except tell people that they need to get in the word of God? They need to have a devotional time? No, because everything starts with intimacy with Jesus Christ. If you don't have intimacy with Jesus Christ, then we are going to miss him. If we don't have the word of God as a standard, we are not going anywhere in this walk called Christianity. And he tells people that from Genesis to Revelation. I don't care what book you go to, he's going to have it in there. Like Joshua. What did he tell Joshua? Oh, my son, my, my servant Moses has died, and you're going to take over now. I'm going to be with you, but this is what I want you to do. What do you tell him? Don't let the word depart from out of your mouth. Didn't he? Meditate on the day and the night that you may be able to do all that is written according to. I don't care who it is. If, you, if, if you're going to lead a family, if you're going to lead your own individual life, you must get into this word. I'm telling you. And this word must get into you. He said in the New Testament, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, that's what you're willing to be done to. It's, it's the word of God. It's not what I say. And that's what I tell people. It's not what I say. You say, well, I don't like that. Well, take it up with Jesus because all I'm going to do is give you the word. That's right. I'm, that's all I'm going to give you is the word of God. We're not going to talk about all this stuff that's going on in all these places all over the United States and the world. You know, that's going to go on, but we're going to talk about the word of God. That's, that's forever settled in heaven. Right? They change presences. Right? They change the, you know, and no need to talk about him. You know, that's changed. We're going to talk about the word. For they are life, verse 22, to those who find them and help to all their body. Watch over your heart. King James said, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life, the springs of life. The heart, the heart, the heart, you got to keep it. Now, I said we'll go to Psalm. Psalm one. Uh, 39 would be the, the best one to go to. 
and uh, in Psalm 139. Now, we said we're going to get in this word. We're going to have to get in the word. We're going to have to get in the word, 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 word. Got to get in there. Okay? Memorize it. Meditate on it. Got to do it. That you may be able to do it. Then we're going to say, we're going to pray. We're going to start praying. Okay? I want you to be in the word so your devotional time should comprise being in the word of God and prayer. Okay? And prayer. Obviously, it's going to be praise because prayer is part of praise. Right? Search me, O God, verse 23. Last two verses of Psalm 139. This is what I want you to pray. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any harmful way or any wicked way in me and lead me in a way everlasting. That's what I want you to pray. You can memorize it. Search me, O God. Know my heart. See, you're asking him. You're asking him. You want this thing to happen. Search me, O God, and know my heart. You see, because I don't want to be like Peter. I don't want to say those things that, that just you want to hear. I want to, when I'm squared the wrong way, when I'm pushed in a corner, when, when things, all things go wrong, I want to speak your word. I want to have your character. to the one ending I had. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do this ending. Uh, I don't think it's on PowerPoint. It's uh, 26, Psalm 26. I, I might have written it in, in, in the one I gave you, Jason. Psalm 26, verse 2. Let's end with that. Now, here David is saying that he's he walks in integrity and all those type of things. But he has sense enough to know that, God, even though I think this, I, I understand that you can fall. David understood that, didn't he? So this is what I need you to do, God. This, this is another prayer. You can go to Psalm 139, last two verses, 26, verse 2. Listen, I want you to give God permission. That's what I want you to do. Give him permission. Would you do that, teenagers? How many teenagers I have in here? I want you to give him permission. Search me, oh God, and know my heart. Try me. Right? Give him permission, Maddie. Give him permission to search you. You'd rather have your parents search you? It's better to have God search you. Yeah. 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 See, now here's a prayer. Examine me. Examine me. Right? That's what it says. Examine me, oh God. And try me. That examine is the same thing as it as 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 try me that was over here in 139. And, and try me. I want you to prove me. I want, you to, I, I want you to give trial to me. Test my mind and my heart. And what he's saying here uh, uh, in, in one, in, 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 in the uh, Hebrew, it really means kidneys. It, that, that's what it is, kidneys. Okay, it'll read, like, test my kidneys and my heart. And then the King James, I said, test my reins and my heart. But it's, it's the same thing, my mind and my heart. And what we want to do here that's very important is that he is recognizing, let's take it to the physical, his kidneys and his heart, they are two important functions. One is up here. One is down somewhere down there, 
and uh, somewhere. Where are you kidding? We got some nurses in here. Wait, huh? Down here? Okay. Okay, you're kidding somewhere. It's somewhere down here. You need them, don't you? You need them. You need your kidneys. You need them. I don't want to be in dialysis. We only need it. And he says, search them. Because, see, uh, now figuratively, uh, the passions and everything is in the, in the inner parts here. I want you to search my, my impulses, my passions. Search my, you know, my, my in, integrity. Search everything, God. Search everything. I'm giving you permission to search everything because I want to walk in integrity. That's what David is talking about in verse 1. I want to walk in integrity. So that's what we want to leave here doing uh, today is giving God permission to test us because I, I believe, I really truly believe that we can, we can get to where he wants us to go faster. We don't have to go around the wilderness 40 years. We can get there faster if we will give him permission and, 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 and we'll realize that he's going to humble me. I don't know. What, so, so you might as well enjoy being on a job with somebody who irritates you because He's working something out in you. You might as well relax in the marriage that, that y'all irritate each other sometimes because he's working something in you, not in the other person, in you. Stop, take your eyes off the other person, in you. Right? In you. Children, is no need to be thinking, well, if, if, if mama's like this, if dad's like this, if grandma's like this, then I will be. No, 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 no. They're trying to work something in you. And also parents, there's no need to say, if my child is my child. No, because the children are trying to work something in you. God's working through them to work something in you. Don't get bent out of shape with a church like this with all kind of different denominations and, and creeds and cultures and ethnic groups because God is working something in you. You see? Because if we, if, if we want everybody to be the same, we, could, we, could, we don't have to be non-denominational. We can, be, we can call ourselves a denomination. And then the denominational box define what we believe. You hear what I'm saying? I can't, I can't go there. I'll be out of my denominational box. I say that our box is from Genesis to Revelation. That's the box. It is. Yeah. It's, that's the box. And, and, and I don't see denomination in the Bible. And see, when I came to this type of church, I had a mindset that did not understand all this because I didn't read it. I hadn't seen it. And so if you start talking about uh, raising hands and, and, and prophetic and uh, uh, worship and standing up as long as we stand up, man, you know, come on. This is not my, in, in my box. But I'm so glad that, I ha that somebody took time me to explain Hey, look, you know, the, 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 what your mind says, let me show you what the Word of God says, because in your experience, you, you haven't experienced that, and you, have, you, don't, you, know, you haven't read that. Um, you haven't even, let me show you a scripture. Have you seen that scripture? No, I haven't seen that scripture. It's in here. Well, see, I was from a Baptist background, so it was defined by my theology. You see? Aren't you so glad that you don't have to be, uh, you know, have, Somebody put theological limits on you, right? Yeah. So I'm saying, 
enjoy our differences. Enjoy it because God is going to work something in you. Yeah, he's going to work something in you through the people he put you with. And I guarantee you we won't all agree. That's why I don't talk politically. No need to. We already can be divided, can't we? Uh-huh, yeah. All I had to do is say the D word or the R word, and it's, I mean, it's, we divided, brother. Right? Yeah, we divided. Yeah. So uh, there's no need to play the race card, is it? We, we got all kinds of people in here, don't we? Right, no need to play the race card because we're all different. But let's enjoy our differences. I have a personality. You have a personality. We all have different love languages. We all have different personalities. And, and most people don't like the personality that's different from theirs. Yeah. They don't like that. It takes you too long to make a decision. What's wrong with you? You know? Huh? Yeah. Why don't you just, you know, sometimes the wife comes home and complain about this stuff on the job or the husband comes home and explain. Just go and tell them, get off your case. You say, well, I can't do that. Come on. Stop bellying up and go tell them. Well, see, their personality, they can tell them because that's their personality. Right? So we have to learn, I want to be like Jesus. Because God might not want you to go tell them anything. But he might want you to. I don't know what he might want you to do. Let's follow the spirit on this thing. Let's not be confined to our personalities. Right? And not, let's don't get at odds with each other because we're different in personalities. And I like the word of God. I like a lot of it. <laughs> I do. I like a lot of it. Right? I can give you one scripture, and I can just talk about that the whole time. But I don't like to talk. I'd rather, to, I'd rather give you scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture on the same thing. And you say, well, man, you just watch me with the word, man. And you don't have to remember all that, but you do have to remember that, hey, we're going to be tested. Right? We're going to bring that away from here. We're going to be tested, and I want to be humble, and I surely want, when I'm squares the wrong way, I want the character of Jesus to come out. So therefore, I'm going to pray him to search me because I don't know what's in my heart. He knows. Peter thought he knew. So we can take that away, can't we? Okay, let's stand.